Hey everyone, how are you all holding up with quarantine? Um, I know that I'm starting to go a little bit insane, but that is okay. But welcome to the Choosing Happiness podcast. My name is Caitlin, and this is a podcast where I interview those who are near and dear to my heart and who share their experiences with choosing happiness despite all the hard times that we go through. And this week, I interviewed my friend Elias. And when I say this week, I mean like a month ago when we were allowed to be in contact with people. Do not worry. I am social distant, physically distancing myself, not socially, trying to stay in contact with those friends and loved ones. Yep. Okay, we're just going to get right into it. Hello, hello, everyone, or should I say, hola, hola, I'm just kidding. Oh, hello, <laughs> Okay, I am with my dear friend, Elias, and I will have him introduce himself. What's up, everybody? My name is Elias Bobadilla Valencia. Um, I, well, what do you want to know? Whatever you want to say. Well, I am a student here at BYU, and Kaylin and I were in the same ward last year, and that's how we met, and we became really good friends because... I was like, you know what? I should probably get to know my ward. So I did. And Kayla's one of the first people I met. And she's been super awesome and a wonderful friend since. So happy to be here. Thanks. Um, Describe yourself in three words. Okay. Um, Hopeful. Organized. And... Um... Oh man, hopeful, organized, and diligent. Not sure if that's the word in Spanish. It's like, it means to like, for example, to follow. Could be like seguir, but sometimes when you follow too much, it's like perseguir. So it's like too diligent almost, like an unhealthy amount. So I'm a go-getter, sometimes too much. I like that. But yeah. Um... Do you have a favorite or most used emoji? Oof. I have stages. Right now I'm using like the two hands that come together. In prayer? It's, oh, is that prayer? Or I don't know. It may be, yeah. It's, it's yeah, it's like this. Like when I say thank you or like when I'm really grateful for something. Yeah, or, like, yeah. Yeah, or the 100 thing, mm-hmm. you know, or the fire. Mm-hmm. When I want to talk about like dance moves or like food. Nice. <laughs> nice. And then do you have a life motto or mantra? Or Um, a favorite quote that you live by? I think one quote I've been living by this past year, year and a half, is a quote by Russell M. Nelson that says, um, happiness has very little to do with your circumstances and everything to do with the direction of your life. And I've been really taking that into my personal studies or just like pondering it throughout my day. And I feel like it's, I'm seeing the veracidad of that, the truthfulness Mm -hmm. of Mm -hmm. that um, as time goes on. Nice. Why did why has that quote like stood out to you? Um, I feel like throughout my whole life, uh, happiness has just been a topic that was not well defined, but it was like and it was like a topic that was like, oh, you're happy as a co- as an effect. Mm-hmm. But I've been learning recently that happiness is a choice, mm-hmm. and with that quote, it's like anyone can be happy despite your circumstances yeah. or with your circumstances. But happiness is a decision that you make. You choose to be happy. Yeah. That's something we learned in the scriptures from our prophets. And when I learned to that, I actually learned it from like a 16-year-old. Really? Yeah. And I was like, whoa, we can choose to be happy. And when I learned about that, I was like, you know what? Like, what can I choose to be happy about? And I'm choosing to be happy about the direction my life is going and the steps I'm taking to reach my goals. 
because there's always going to be a problem. I can be upset now because I've got exams or I may be behind on classes or I may have health issues or I may have like just personal issues. Whatever it may be, I can always find a reason to be unhappy. But for that, with that same logic, I can always find a reason to be happy. Mm-hmm. And I mean, I can't. Cha- I mean, I can only change so much of my circumstances and of who I am. But like, I like to set goals of different aspects of my life. And as I move on in that direction, that's what brings me happiness because I know I'm going the right way. And once I reach my goals, I'll be a lot happier. That's awesome. Um, how has that played a role? Like that quote. In like the way that you live each and every day. Yeah. So I feel like I've been learning how to deal with anxiety. Um, these past two and a half years, I really learned what it means to deal with depression and anxiety. And I come from a culture where your parents tell you that's not real. Like you just need to stop being lazy. Like you need to just get over yourself. And my parents are from Peru. So um, that's how they were taught. And that's how my great-grandparents were so they're just like, you just need to choose to get over that. Like, that's fake. That's just in your mind. Mm-hmm. And just hearing that really upset me. So, um, well, actually confused me. And I believed it for a while. When friends told me, oh, I have social anxiety or I've got this. I'm like, you just need to grow up and just deal with it. Like, you're being way too dramatic. But as I've learned, as I've started to experience that thing, I feel like God's like telling me it's real. And you're going to experience it a little bit to be able to um, empathize a little bit more with your brothers and sisters who do have that challenge as well. And I don't see it as a problem or as a challenge because I feel like it's something that will refine us. But as I've remembered this quote in dealing with this, these new circumstances um, that I'm in, it's like, I can choose to get out of bed. Mm-hmm. Um, I can choose to stop thinking about that. And it's hard sometimes. Sometimes I need someone to talk to. Sometimes I need to watch TV. Sometimes I need to go on a run. Sometimes I just need to eat something. Um, but I can choose. I have the ability, the agency and I feel like I'm learning how to, I can control my emotions. And my emotions are valid and my initial reaction or feeling or thoughts towards something is fine. It's okay. But I can choose what I want to do with that. So as I've seen that like happiness has little to do with my circumstances, whether it be like with my mental health or with my physical health, social, emotional health, whatever it may be, um, I can choose what I want to do with that. Mm-hmm. And I can choose the direction I want to go from where I'm standing. That's awesome. I Thank love that. So what is happiness to you? Or like what, yeah, what is happiness to you? Oh, good question. Um, th- I <clears throat> hope that in a year I have a better answer for you or in 10 years I have a better answer for whoever asks me that question. But right now with my very, very limited knowledge and small experience, I would say happiness for me is, is a state. Um, it's a state that affects my attitude, my perspective, my mentality, and it's reflected through the way um, I conduct myself and I hold myself. And I feel like my happiness needs to have a source, needs to come from something. And I feel like my happiness, my first reason of happiness is in Christ. And it hasn't always been like that. Um, I haven't always been strong in faith. Um, My family is all Catholic. And my parents were the first ones to get to know this church. And most of my family is still Catholic. And most of my friends are not members of this church. Um, and um, I feel like just realizing that happiness comes, my, a consistent, healthy, true and deep happiness can come from my Savior. 
and everything kind of come, can come off that if I let it has it's kind of how I define happiness like looking to my savior in everything in a social aspect in my social life in my mental health life and my relationships and everything yeah what are some things that make you happy things can be like the littlest oh. of things okay I well I'm looking at my vine right now <laughs> I have um, I've had that vine for since January um, actually since December and I love I think one thing that brings me happiness are my hobbies I love to garden um, my family has always been one of gardening I think it has just been in our family generations for years and years my my grandparents um, owned sheep in the Andes Mountains, and my parents are from the coast of Peru, and they had all kinds of animals and plants. So I love uh, gardening. I have I'm growing right now green onions here in my apartment. I've got like twenty stalks of bamboo. I've got that vine. I have like two things of um, basil. In Spanish, we say albahaca. I almost said that. <laughs> I was like, I don't know what that is. <laughs> <laughs> um, I love so I love gardening. Mm-hmm. I love dancing. Oh, man, I love dancing, whether it be performance dancing. When I do performance dancing, it's more like Peruvian traditional folk dance. Um, I love casual dancing, like your typical Latino bachata, meningue, salsa y cumbia. And I've been learning more. So I've been learning a little bit like of champeta, banda, otras cosas norteñas. Uh-huh. So just like tradi- like casual dances in different countries. Um, I love to cook. I think all my friends know I love to cook. He does. I love to cook. He's really for- good at it. Oh, thanks. I love to cook for people. And I like to run. And being here in Utah for the first time has been very a really good experience because I was previously living in Arizona and everything's very flat where we are was living um, with my parents. And coming here, the mountains are gorgeous. And I like to run up the mountains. And it's hard. But I love feeling the sun on my skin and having it burn me. And like I feel like I'm getting my color back because sometimes during the winter I feel like I'm getting pale. But yeah, I love running. It's so. like we're all getting pissed. <laughs> we all we're all on that, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> that was awesome. Um, what are some things that you do to like pick yourself up when you're having a hard time? Good question. Thank you for asking that. So hobbies would definitely be one of them. Mm-hmm. The things I've just mentioned. Also, um, I have been most of my life very extroverted, like loving to be with people and loving to be around people. So I like to surround myself by a good environment of people who I feel have a lot of characteristics that I admire. So just being with them, whether we're playing board games or watching movies or whatever people do around here, I enjoy that. But I've also come to value personal time. Yeah. Having a book, reading a good book or listening to a good book or just walking around, walking up and down the block, just looking at the mountains, looking at this, uh, just nature um, pondering and meditating and stretching. I feel like it's really important for us to disconnect from our routines, um, things that form part of our habits, such as like always being on our phones or right now in this stage of our life, the homework where we have to disconnect a little bit from what we do every day and just kind of be still. Yeah. And, yeah. That makes sense. I like that. It's funny how... Sometimes if we're introverted or extroverted, it tends to change as we get older. Yeah. I feel like we find, at least in my experience, I feel like we find more of a balance. Yeah. Like, oh, I want to be extroverted in these situations or more introverted in these situations. And so many times without knowing. Yeah. But I, because, I mean, if I think of when I was a teenager, I was always out and about. I was 
I, I would speak without thinking. I would always be at different parties. I like to do some, I like to be very active, but now I, I still enjoy those things, but mm -hmm. I also see the value in just sitting down one-on-one -on -one with someone and enjoying a thorough conversation. Yeah. There's, there's happiness in that. Yeah, for sure. Um, what do you think is the color of happiness and why? Oh, I think it is a like an aquamarine turquoise or like, yeah, yeah, or like um, a coral red or like a nice dark forest green. <laughs> it's all very different. Why? <laughs> I just, ever since I was young, I was very fascinated with rainbows. Mm -hmm. And so little history lesson okay thank so you. my family we are all we're all of like from peru obviously mm -hmm. and the i guess like the original people or civilization there were the incas and in our in the incan flag it's actually a rainbow mm -hmm. and it's not like the gay pride rainbow but it is it goes it has every color except for the pink and our last colors go so the colors go red orange yellow green baby blue dark blue purple and these symbolize all the colors you find on the like the primary primary quotations, but primary colors you find in the earth, mm -hmm. whether it be through plants, animals, just whatever it may be. Um, and those are the colors that bring life to us. And so I feel like, so yeah, I mean, my favorite color is blue. So I love all shades of blue, navy blue, dark blue, um, marine blue, turquoise, baby blue. I love it all, all shades of <laughs> blue. I love blue. But, um, but blue alone is not enough. Mm -hmm. Blue needs a companion, needs orange. Mm -hmm. And orange has a friend of red, but red needs its opposite of green. So I don't know. I mean, I have a ring, I just took it off, but it has the, all the colors of the flag mm -hmm. of the incarnation. Their country was actually called Tawantinsuyo. So it's a very long name, yeah. but the flag was a rainbow. So, so yeah, I kind of like, whenever I see a rainbow, I don't think gay pride. I just think mother earth who's mm -hmm. taking care of us. I like that. Thank That's you. really cool. Right. Oh, so beautiful. Um, okay. You are a pre accounting major. Yes. If you had to create a formula for happiness, what would it be? Oh my. What a big question. A formula for happiness. I expect you to take out a whiteboard, write it out. Let just me just kidding. type it up here. <laughs> um ooh, a formula for happiness. Cut this part out because I'm, th I'm thinking out loud and <laughs> that's <fine>. embarrassing. <laughs> um, I would say there needs to be an equilibrium of, or if I think of it as a recipe, because I love to cook. Okay, that's fine. The recipe's um, fine. But if I think of it, I think there needs to be in the base, or let's think of a house. Okay. Let's think, I know you asked for an equation, but <laughs> we might work back then. I said a formula, so I guess that can be interpreted as whatever. So I, I like to think there is a foundation of spirituality mm -hmm. um, because I believe that we are all um, spiritual beings. I mm -hmm. believe everything has a spirit. I believe the trees have a spirit. I believe even the rocks have a spirit. Mm -hmm. I believe that everything is, al is alive in one way or another. Yeah. So I feel like we need to have a spiritual foundation that is in Christ, our Savior, our Redeemer. And my, my, my family has always taught us that. My great uncles, great aunts, um, as I've learned about them, although we are, are of different faiths, they do believe that spirituality is number one and being grateful to Mother Earth is, is very essential. So I would say uh, foundation in, in Jesus Christ, knowing who he is, 
what he did for us and the teachings he's given us and then sprouting your life from there or i guess like a garden like the mm -hmm. soil would be your spirituality and then you would have maybe a bush for social life maybe like a tree for your mental mental life or your mental aspect of your life maybe a flower for your physical physical things and another plant for your temporal needs like finances or like worldly cares you know and mm -hmm. then another for academics another for social all the thing I already said social another one for talents so I feel like um if I had a garden kind of jumping all over the board I like it but if I had a garden the soil would definitely be um spirituality in different aspects of my life whether it be social mental um academic physical labor role, like you know what you dedicate yeah. your life to ta uh, talents all of these um, are different components of your life and as many plants you know share pollen or like sometimes they breed within one another mm -hmm. and form different things i do mm -hmm. feel like there are overlaps yeah. you know i feel like when i at this point of my life with my friends it's not always hey let's go out and eat but you know let's go do homework together yeah and that fulfills my academic you know life but yeah. also like satisfied to a certain extent my emotional and social yeah. needs so i feel like there's a nice combination of everything the soil really helps you um helps that happen yeah i like that and i like that it's all rooted in spirituality because if, if you have a garden like every plant has to have roots exactly and so i really like that analogy yeah. Wow, who cares about formulas? <laughs> okay, if you had a garden of happiness, how would it be? Oh my goodness. I want to have a big garden when I'm older. I'm excited. Oh, we're all going to come visit you. Yes, that'd be very me, exciting. I mean, whoever else wants to. Everyone's welcome. <laughs> I love that. Okay. Um, is happiness a goal or is it a state of mind? You kind of already talked about that, but... I think... It I think or it's, both. I think it's both, both. Okay. yeah. I mean, like... I've definitely had times in my life where I felt like I've told myself I want to be happy. And I'm like, you know, I'm going to make it a goal to be happy. So yeah. I studied yeah. what is happiness. And I know that happiness is found in Christ. I've always been taught that. And my parents taught me that while I was younger, which I'm very grateful for. Mm -hmm. And having that knowledge, I'm like, all right, I'm going to seek to Christ. What has he taught me? And it's kind of like the basic things I've been told when I was younger. It's listening to the words of your church leaders, whether it be prophets, apostles, uh, president yeah. of organizations. And that's where I found the quote because he told me this in a general conference, mm -hmm. study the talks. I was like, okay. And I did. And I looked and I found seek and you shall find. So I felt that I made happiness a goal for me, for myself. And as I saw that, I'm like, oh my gosh, this is a decision. Like I can, ex I decide to yeah. be happy. And it is, it, it formed, part of it is a state of mind. Mm -hmm. But I would say happiness, I, I, I think as I said earlier, like is definitely part of your attitude of how you interact with others of your words of your thoughts um as i think about it, i feel like happiness has a lot to do with charity mm. uh wanting the best for others yeah and i found that true happy as i've learned from from my church theaters true happiness comes when you're in the service of others mm -hmm. when i'm in the service of my lord when i'm in the mm -hmm. service of my brothers of my sisters um that's where i find happiness i i recently have i'm becoming really good friends with uh this one kid with this one guy and he 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 has had a few surgeries these past few months and in operations but um for me like taking time out of my day to go visit him take him to different appointments or to cook for him or just whatever that makes me happy yeah because i know that i am 
doing something, I'm useful in something aside from like my my own needs, like my school needs, my physical needs. Like I'm helping somebody else with theirs. Yeah. And I'm satisfying mine. I'm not neglecting mine. But the Lord has given me talents and has given me the opportunity to help others. So I feel like that's where I can also find happiness. And it, that my, my state of mind when I'm serving is I enjoy this and I care for this person. This person is important to me. And I don't have to tell them necessarily consistently, I love you. I appreciate you. Like our friendship makes me happy. But through our actions, I hope you know that this is a source of my happiness. I'm not doing this because I have a responsibility to you because I don't. Yeah. But I do this because this makes me happy and I know this serves the Lord and this makes him happy and I love him and I love my brother. So, That's so beautiful. Thank you. I love that. Thanks. Um, what are some things in your life that inspire you right now? And it can be like a music, a book, a movie, a whatever. I think... I think all the things that are inspiring me right now have to do with things that I am dealing with in the society that I'm in. Mm -hmm. So we are here in Utah, Provo, Utah. We are students at BYU. Um, this is a predominantly Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints um, affiliated organization. Well, it is. And most of the students here are of that faith. Mm -hmm. And it's strengthening to find people who I share core beliefs with. Now, um, a lot of things that have been inspiring these past few months. One has been my religion professor. Mm -hmm. um, we are studying the New Testament. And one thing is do not judge. And I've always heard do not judge, blah, blah, blah. Like everybody knows you shouldn't judge. I mean, you yeah. don't have to be part of any faith to know to not judge. Yeah. <laughs> but he really put it into perspective that sometimes God, God gives us commandments and we are to live by them. But if we know sometimes we as personally need like an extra step or two, an extra like maybe like line of parameter for our own well-being, that applies to us, but we cannot be judging others by by our own parameters that we set for ourselves. Mm -hmm. And as I've learned about that, um, I've se I've seen people who don't judge, and who who exemplify that. And many of my friends, and I'm like, wow, like I want to be like them. Mm -hmm. Like they they inspire me through their example to become a better person, a better member of society, a better brother, a better friend, a brother, a better son. Um, so I think there's a, a, many of my friends who aren't judgmental. Um, I think those who stand up for minorities as well. Mm -hmm. There have been several cases recently about, you know, racism and even discrimination. And, I mean, aside from, like, you know, um, uh, race, there's discrimination against, you know, those who have disabilities. Mm -hmm. Obviously, to women as well. Um, to those of different faiths, mm -hmm. of sexual orientation. And we all have the same value. We all have the same potential. We all come from the same place. And just because in this predominantly Caucasian affluent society, um, everyone's like that, it doesn't mean that those who aren't are less valuable yeah. or have any less worth. No, they are ones that us, the minority, um, help the majority open their mind. Yeah. But we also, as a minority, have to keep an open mind. Because when I lived in Colombia or when I was in Peru, um, I was a majority and I yeah. didn't see myself as, oh, I'm a Hispanic. Like that was kind of like an obvious, like, oh, yeah. I have black hair, but it's not like I'm Hispanic or it's not like, oh, I'm, I'm brown yeah. or, oh, I speak Spanish. It's not until I came here when I became the minority, I'm like, oh, I'm Hispanic. Yeah. And I feel like just those who stand up for minorities of any kind um, are great. And you have a sister who teaches sign mm -hmm. and she taught me sign over the summer and I think... 
one reason why I, re- I enjoyed learning sign language with your sister was because I was aware this is a, this is a community mm-hmm. that is underrepresented and that honestly doesn't get much help. Mm-hmm. And to be part of that community and learn more about that made made me feel a lot better. Made yeah. me feel like I'm really contributing to society. So I guess like your sister would be one person, but people who stand up for minorities, whether it be ethnic, sexual orientation, religious, any of health of any kind, yeah. physical being, states of any kind. So yeah. I really like that. That's awesome. Um, do you have any last words of like advice or another like thing that you want to mention about happiness and choosing it or Yeah, just wanna some... give us a recipe? I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Um I think just my last thing. Happiness as through this conversation I've been thinking happiness comes has a lot to do with charity. Mm-hmm. Um an unconditional love for others, a pure yeah. love. No, without any without any resentment or without any shade as we say nowadays, without any conditions, without um, without malice, without looking for like, oh, I love you for, for this benefit because I know if I serve you, you do this for me. Mm-hmm. But I think it's an unconditional, unrestrained love. And as we feel more charity towards others and towards ourselves and mm-hmm. feel charity in our situations, choosing happiness will be a lot easier. Yeah. So, yeah. I like that. Thank you. Thank you so much for taking the time to do this. I really appreciate no, it. No, thank you for, oh, for doing this. I love hearing your podcast, and they're really uplifting. So thank you. Thanks. Well, have a good week, everyone. Hasta luego. Adios. Bye. Wrong button. I hope you all enjoyed that podcast episode. I love Elias so much, and I am so grateful for him. And I hope you are all staying safe and staying healthy. Stay inside, please. Be mindful of those who are at risk for this virus and that we can all work together to flatten the curve. And yep, that's all I have. Have a good week, everyone. Love you all.